Episode number 138 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you've what a, what a background you've got this time. Holy moly, you've got the you've got about 800 runners behind you, and all Scottish, I see. All <laughs> beautiful club colours. And not only have you got those beautiful colours, you've got the you know the the logo that we wear with pride, the TRS podcast logo in your background, too. Indeed. Wow, this is uh you know, I'm I'm just sitting here with my bald head, eh? So Kyle, tell me what race is that behind me? That's it's, you know, it's been a few years since I've done that race. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure for many people it's uh, it's been a, a couple of years anyway. It's uh, the national cross country championships at the, 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 the beautiful Falkirk calendar park. Um, you know, look at those colours. So I thought, well, last see. week, last week was a year since the, well, it should have been the National Cross last weekend in a normal year, a year since we last had it. So I thought it was a nice time to um, to celebrate the National, because I, I have to admit, I'm really, I'm really missing racing again. I've went through that, through winter, last summer, I really got my head down training. I was good with, with not having races, and then with the injury and moving to Paris, kind of things were enough novelty going on. But you know what? The last three, four weeks, I really miss racing. I find I've got a real gap. I've got a gap in my motivation right now. And I'm going through the motions. And I think I'm actually in pretty good shape, to be fair. But I'm just hungry for a race. I'm really hungry for a race. And you see the watching a lot of... Watch the Euros on the weekend. We can talk about that this week. But I also watched the sound running track meet over in the, over in the sort of Seattle area. Uh, with some 10,000, 5,000, et cetera, being run. And I'm just thinking, oh, I would love to just, I just want to go out and race, see where I'm at. I don't care if I'm not in a PB shape. I just want to go lace up, give it everything and put a number against me. You know, that that classic uh, racing experience. Well, well, Tom, looking at your Strava, you're, you're definitely starting to, to fire in all cylinders, that's for sure. Um, the only thing holding you back is that haircut you've got. I mean, that's... Uh, oh, it's, out of, it's out of control, isn't it? You've... you've You've definitely got a few seconds you could you could chop off per kilometer with that mullet on your head. Indeed, I'll need to. Um, I I won't go into yet my weekly uh, Tommy in Paris update. But I had a good. Uh, we had another another session on the track on this on Saturday. Oh, another di- another ding another ding dong with the with the, <laughs> my favorite French ten thousand meter champion, which is just comedy. But she likes it. I think she she's I think she enjoys having an idiot in the group who pushes. And actually, somebody. <laughs> We were talking about the pace. Of the, okay, I'm just going to go into it now. So the session yeah. on Saturday was was 4K tempo, then 5 by a K, right? And we arrived, and I was speaking to her yeah. again. This is remember, speaking to her in French, and uh, there was a group of us chatting, and she was saying, okay, you know, 12 ans, we're running 320s. And I said, we, ça marche, that's okay for me. And then so, and one of the boys says, uh, 12 ans, uh, and he says it in French, until Tom accelerates. And I was like, okay, so I'm obviously getting a reputation for this, which is not good because I'm also fading at the end, which is not so good. Anyway, so I sat at the back of the group for the first five laps. Like, I felt like Mo Farah. I was on the back. And to be fair, we were clipping off 79-second laps, like 80-second laps. And I was like, I felt this was far too easy. And you know me. I just think, like, I'm not... So anyway, I went round the outside of like the whole train. There's like six of them, and I, I start, you know when you start going, I saw a gap appearing, so I thought, I'm going to go move up, move up the group. But then the gap shut, so, so I'm going. You, you go up the outside, and there's no gap. So the only thing you can do is go to the front. So I must have looked like a bit of a dick because I've gone from the back all the way to the front, like with about five, with with another five laps to go, 
and and sudden, you know, because you make that big surge to go around the outside, we come. I came through the lap, and I'm I'd run a 77. I'm like, oh, she's going to go mental about this. She's going to. So I tried to back off a little bit. We ran a 78, and then I thought, it's. I mean, surely someone else is going to come and do a turn here. And in the end, I saw the. So we finished to be fair. We closed in 70. Like I think we were like 78, so it was okay. Yeah. And then we went into the five by a K, and this is where. And I, I honestly, you know, I said this last summer. I'm someone who I feel like I could run tempo for a long for all day. That's an obvious thing to say, but go fast and go hard. I'm, I'm not your man. And like a K flat out. Like some of these guys are running three minutes, which is far too quick for me. And uh, anyway, she. But fortunately, uh, she decided only to do four reps. I think she. Uh, I think she was. I think she could handle the fifth. <laughs> so uh, and then she said she said she made some comment about how it was too hard. The tempo was a bit too fast, which I took oh. personally because I was at the front for the second half. But no, it was good. I mean, it's good. Well, I mean, you know, in your defence, like you know, I, I was on your your you know your whatever. What's her name? Samira. Who? Who? My what? My Strava. Yeah, no. What's her name? What's what's the face? Samira? Samira, right? So I was on her She's side. A class athlete. Bit. I'm starting to warm to you now. I mean, you, you've got to have your own pace too. You can't be just working off what her pace is. That's not fair. It's, it's a, it's, it, although athletics is predominantly as a, an individual sport, individual results, we do have an element of, you know, team in there. And, and I think it has to cater for everyone. So mm-hmm. what, you know, what, what's, the, what's the rationale behind only going at that pace when... Is she faster than you? Is she slower than you? Or you know, how's how does that look for everyone else? So are you all at the same pace? Or this is a problem. uh, This is a problem with COVID. I honestly, it's everybody's quoting times they've run one or two years ago, and and to be fair, you're only in the shape you're in. You know, you don't win races. You don't set PBs in training. You don't win race in training. Although you earn them in training, I guess. Mm -hmm. And actually, there's a of our group. There's a guy who's who's really strong. I mean, Xavier. He he's closing these. He's closed, he closed that session with a handful of three. He was only 304 to down, graduate down to 258 for the K reps. I was running mine in 307, 308. So I was pretty pleased with it, which is yeah. if I could run that as 5K pace, I'd be, I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, I'd say, she wasn't quite with me on the Ks. So, but again, until we race, it's very difficult to see what shape everyone's in. But what's really interesting, we've got a group of six of us. And yeah, there's a, this half marathon in April. So it'll be fantastic. It'll be really interesting to see how we go. I, I'm as I said last week. I'm still really enjoying this, just being in a group, and I get yeah. I'm definitely getting more. Last Wednesday, because the club train on Wednesday at lunch, and I just can't get justify enough time away from work to to jog all the way over to the track and stuff. So I do it locally, and it was the session was ten by six, and that was where I really realized where I'm short because ten by six hundred. Sorry, ten by six hundred, mm-hmm. and you know, as listeners will know, I'm not I'm not a, a short distance specialist at all and I found that really hard like I was running I was going through the 400 I was, I was going through the 400 and like 74 knowing that when we were doing tempo session I'm running like 77 78 seconds so yeah. not that quick but 10 by 600 really my legs were the second half wow. I was really really feeling it it was pretty warm as well and it was one of those days where I, you know I finished the session I'm like I'm feeling quite lightheaded here this is uh <laughs> it's whereas I look at the session that they do as a group together and they're clipping off they're finding five, 10 seconds on me over, over 600, but I'm staying with them on a Saturday. And I don't know if that's because when I go to the track on a Saturday, I'm getting so much out of running with a group. 
you know, I've never, I've never run in a group like this so much yeah. before. It's crazy. So, I mean, looking at your training, you, you are doing quite a lot of tempos and, um, you know, some of the longer type reps. So you're probably more like a diesel, you know, like a diesel engine rather than a, mm. you know, a turbo, a turbocharged petrol engine uh-huh. or anything. Um, so, so and I think there's an element of that. I used to be quite quick when back in the day, you know, oh. some of the listeners who listen. Quick now, mate. Um, you know, I was running 202s for an 800, 201 or something. That, for me, I think, what was that, 16, 15, 16 or something like that. I can't mind. But I don't know if I could do that anymore. I've got no... no I you think, trained for it, I'm sure you could. You know, yeah, you've just, you're, you're an ultra runner now these days. Well, this is it. But it just shows, you know, when you when you do go up the distance and you, you, you maybe sacrifice some of those short, hard, fast sessions. Mm. And looking at what you're doing, you're doing a lot of volume, a lot of longer, tight tempos and you know, you're probably just accustomed to utilizing more slow twitch than you are fast twitch. Mm. And everyone's makeup's different, you know. It's uh, and that can that can change. And like like I said, I, I probably work more um, efficiently at the longer distances and utilize more mm-hmm. slow twitch fibers than, than fast now. But you can train your body to to do that. And I'm sure if you had like a block of speed training specifically aiming to, to 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 really push the the 3k 5k times then uh you, you know you would you would improve those times but but it's i think you know what you're doing tommy seems to be working and if it's not broke don't fix it exactly and something we talk a lot on here about consistency and i think for me i'm just trying to be consistent i'm getting down to the track twice a week every week and it's a bit of an experiment for me we'll see how this goes doing short stuff once a week in a more of a tempo type thing on a, on, a, on the weekend. But the key is I'm, I'm being consistent. Mileage is a little bit less than usual. I'm running 60, 70 miles a week compared to previously near uh, 80 plus. But I finished the week with something interesting. I went to watch some live sport for the first time in over a year. So Paris Nice, Paris Nice, the five, the six day stage race started. Oh, very good. Cycling started uh, obviously just outside Paris. So me and a mate rode down to watch it so um hold on hold on we went back there i met shout out to ian manson who's a former <laughs> metro Aberdeen runner who lives in paris so <laughs> we rode out he's an animal on the bike and he was he gave me a bit of a schooling on riding we, we put out 120 kilometers saw the race which was cool saw the the rider come through and it was a nice little i, I was really pleased to get back on the bike and i, I didn't long run as, as a result but i figure when you're getting you know four and a half hours in the saddle it's not Again, I'm not training for anything, so I, I I really enjoyed being out on the bike. I think that's another thing. It's it's good to give your good to train, look after the body and look after the mind. And for me, I haven't been out of Paris. I haven't been out of the city right since December since I arrived here. I can't even the pole, didn't I? But really, I haven't really escaped properly. I feel like I've just been in the city since January third. So it was amazing to take the bike out to like some country roads oh, and just nice. riding riding through these little French towns, these little villages. You know, so nothing, but, nothing but a church. You fix it? No, no, I've got my road bikes here. Hold on, hold on. We've got another story. You're going to tell us a story about your fixie, and I don't think you told us a couple of episodes ago. What was it? Is there well, anything? Just that, just the, well, first I've come off the fixie already. So, the, and I took, I came on absolute cropper. And actually, you've got to, it was a cold day, which I'd been riding. So I had my ma- I had a mask on anyway, because you've got to be wearing a mask outside. You don't have to have a mask on um, when you're, uh, when you're exercising, but it was so yeah. cold, I kept the mask on. So I'm on the fixing. For listeners who probably don't know what a fix is, a fixed wheel, a fixed gear bike. Sorry. So you can't stop pedaling. You've got to, you've got to be pedaling. And uh, so there's no, there's no uh, free hub. 
anyway, so the, like one of the early times I'm out on it, obviously I wanted to like something happened in front of me. There was a I was approaching this grating in this like sort of pedestrianized area that I'm going through on the way to work, and it'd been it wet, so I kind of like stopped. I just stopped pedaling, and I almost you know the bike just jams. The bike just stops, bang like that. It just stops moving. Everything. So I'm sort of half over the handlebars, and uh, as I kind of corrected it, but because it was um, because of the the bike was it was wet and on this grating. As I tried to shift my weight back, the bottom of the bike just went right out from underneath me. So I absolutely clattered down, smashed my knee and my sort of chin on this ah, on this uh, grating. Anyway, I got so I got I had the mask on. Anyway, so I looked, check my knees. I haven't done anything. You know, my jeans are a bit scuffed. It's okay. Got back on, rode home. Take my take the mask off. It's just like red, covered red inside. I just like sliced the chin open. Oh no! And uh, yeah, it was a bit, it was pretty nasty. And it was just uh, silly. It was just silly riding, trying to think of my hipster riding a fixie. i <laughs> not. So I've, right. I've actually, it's got a flip flop which hub which you can you can rotate. So I've gone to single speed now, which is which means it doesn't have a. It's only got one gear, but it's a one speed if you like. But it's you, you can free rotate. You can free free wheel. So very uh, good. Now, what the listeners want to know is, were you wearing a helmet? Of course I was wearing a helmet. Very good, very I good. I always wear a helmet when I'm riding. And I was, I, I, wear, I commute to work on the, on the bike, so I always wear the helmet. Like it, very good. So Tell us. If you're out that's... for your run, or not your run, <laughs> not your run, if you're out for your cycle, make sure wear you a wear helmet. your helmet. But it was good to watch some live sport, but that is a lot of uh, intro on me. Kyle, how are you getting on? And you told me something interesting beforehand about what you might be training for. Well, I think, you know, when, when these announcements take place, when you, you find out if you're in or you're out, you, you're not like, you've got to keep things hush, hush. Um, so my, it's not, you know, it's, I, I think it's exciting news. It gives me a goal. It gives me a challenge. Uh, so I've been picked for the, the solidarity run um, on the, the weekend of the 20th to the 21st of March. And uh, it's, it's basically a GB team. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, a team of, a, a team that also consists of old man Dave, old man Hero. Dave's in the team. So, so there you go. It's uh, so that essentially the idea of, of the solidarity run is to, it's, it's basically like a, you know, it's, it's, it's created by the, the international um, ultra committee, the I, IAU. Um, I think that's completely muffed up the, the pronunciation of that. Um, and yeah, <laughs> the whole the whole weekend is going to be just yeah running a six hour race and or not it's not really gauged as a race because it's um, an idea is just to bring ultra runners around the world together. Um, is there a result sheet? There, I think there might be. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, you know, in that case, it's a race. <laughs> Do you know? I haven't really looked into it hugely. You know, I've been so busy um, that you know I I stated my interest in, in, you know, I, I got, I got the email saying I'm in the team and, uh, you know, it's, it's just a little bit of fun. It's, it doesn't count for anything. There's no rankings or, or anything. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, you know, obviously the, 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 the ultra running community community's gone through, you know, several hardships and as all our running community has, um, and, uh, and yeah, it's just something just to, to create a little bit of buzz, a bit of excitement, a little bit of a, you know, a motivation tool for, for runners and, um, you know, bring, bring people together. And uh, to, as, as we said, 
um, the good old TRS hashtag together apart. So, um, I'm 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 thoroughly looking forward to it. It's it's going to be really exciting. Um, so when is it? What date is this six hour run? So it's on the it's you can do it any time between on Saturday the twentieth and and Sunday the twenty first of March. Um, and uh, yeah, basically you can you can run it indoors or outdoors, but um, you need to record your performance on on a you know something like Strava or Garmin, just just like a virtual race would be. Uh, but you know you're going to struggle. Sp- you're going to struggle to find a hill to run down for six hours. Well, th- this is the thing. You know, you, you <laughs> there isn't really many many hills like uh, that I could do. You know, I mean, I, I could go up the Suey Hill, but I'll be down in a few minutes. So. What about trying to set an FKT during that time? What would be a... The, the one, you know, I, I'm thinking of where I would actually do the do the run. And um, I've, I've got no, the only... I was thinking of the, the, the D-side line. Um, That's a good again, idea. I just don't know the rules from going, you know, because in the, shy, the, the the start would be the balloter. Of course, yeah. The, the end of the D-side line or the start, however way you want to look at it. From Baller, which is in the Shire, which I'm currently in, and then it goes all the way down to Aberdeen Duthie Park. Um, but then that's like 42 miles, and I would hope that I would be, I would be able to do it within, you know, certainly within six hours, and hopefully some change, and and I would hopefully then go back into the Shire. But I just don't know the rules whether mm. or not that's possible or not. So I need to, I need to look into it a little bit more and see what the what the options are and what about how far do you think so six hours how far do you think you'll run what would be a kind of ballpark i'm not looking for a i'm not looking for your b-hag or a, a to the nearest meter what or even the nearest kilometer roughly six hours uh you'd be looking to do what uh again 90, like 90k if i was to race it um probably not 90k I, i'd like to i would like to run about you know maybe seven minute miles or something I'm not so gonna. I'm, so I'm, seven, I'm, I'm not gonna go bars, you know, balls to the wall. I think I'm just gonna enjoy it, and and I'm not, and I'm not that fit. I'm, I'm fit, but just not to the level that I would want to be when it comes to a race. You know, I, I'm not gonna treat this as like an A race or a B race or a C. I'm just gonna run and see what happens. You know. And what and is I, the? How far is the dive away? Could you do that out and back? 50k, Again, right? It's in, it's in muddy, so I'm not I'm not allowed to. And oh, to, course, yeah. restrictions are, are are lifted. Um, I mean that mm. would be perfect. Would be to wreck one of my my muddy way ultra races. That would be mm. ideal. <laughs> I can't. So I don't know. That's a yeah. It's a bit of a conundrum you've got there. Yeah, it is. And it, you know, the worst comes to worst. You know, I'll just run around David McLean Drive and and Afford a few times and. And do the, the 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 good old city limits uh, a couple of times. Who knows? Yeah, that's or interesting. Shire limits. That'd be a big. That'd be a big big one, wouldn't it? That'd, that'd be, be more. Than that. that would be slightly more than you need. <laughs> what would you? So, how's your training looking then? You you mentioned you're you're in reasonable shape. What are you? What sort of stuff are you doing? And what's the what's the what are you going to start doing to to with this in mind and potentially some summer things in mind? I mean, you know what, Tom? Like I've I've done. I've done a 17 miler and and that's it. That's been the longest run I've done in, in quite a while now. Uh, but you know, one one thing that's that's promising is this this week I've had a really good week of running. Um, you know, I felt quite good. Uh, I did a session on God, when was that? I did the session Saturday. Saturday session was was okay. It was just a bit meh. 
Um, but I did a long, longish run, 14, 50 miles the following day, and I actually felt really, really light and really bouncy, and I felt like I was flying up the hills, and, and it was just an easy run. But although it was an easy run, the effort felt good. You know, I felt mm. good at the pace I was running at. I was, I was really happy with that in the hills and just going up and down. It felt in control and felt I could just do this for hours and hours. Um, but like, you know, I just don't want to commit to a, a, a huge block of training until I know what my goal is. I just, you know, I, 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 I applaud the people who are running 90, 80, 70, 80, 90, 100 miles a week. I mean, I'm doing about 70, 70 miles a week at the moment, which I think is more than, more than enough for me where, where I'm currently standing. Um, I, I just don't want to be doing 90 miles a week, 100 for, for, for no big reason. Because I, I know, I know, based on my experiences that if I was to do that I would just peak too early I would mm. I would peak far too early for something some goal race that's not even there anymore because it's been postponed like and and some people are can can get away with doing 90 100 miles a week just now um for for a good few months but for me it just you know knowing knowing what I know knowing what I know about my body it's just um I just need to to, to build into it and, and periodize my training these days. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, when it comes to, um, so that, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do like a four hour run before the 20th, 21st of March. So I'll probably do something next week, uh, midweek. And then, you know, I think that'll be enough to get me by doing six hours and I'm not going to go eyeballs out. I'm just going to enjoy it and enjoy just being part of a, a bigger thing a bigger community and not the ultra running community and knowing that there's going to be many other people running it if i can find an fkt that's that i'm allowed to do then that that would be brilliant and you know if i maybe look at the d side line see if that's poss- a possibility then I, I could do that as well and you know big shout out to brian kinghorn as well who's uh you know he's he's got the the fkt there and he's hmm. the first to officially or formally announce that we, we have a, a, an official FKT. It's even on the website, the FKT website. So, um, well, so in that case, but he, he must have done that during in the period we're talking about. So, that was that, you know, rule wise, if you can get away with it, you can get away with it. Well, I, I don't know. You know it. <laughs> Mate, I, I have to check, you know, I have, I'll definitely have to check what the, what the ins and outs were. And, you know, I think the rules when he did it were potentially slightly different to what they are now. So, uh, but you know, going back to the actual um, the actual race, that this six hour virtual uh, solidarity run, I'm, I'm going to just list out the you know you, you you've heard it here fo- first you've heard it here first, folks. The the team is now we've got quite a lot of folk in the team, which is brilliant. Um, we've got nine males and nine females. So uh, if I can find where they are, if you just fill in the the blanks there, Tommy. Well, I find the find the team. I'm still trying. I'm still desperately trying to do the maths on on how far I think Carl's going to run in in <laughs> six hours. Bets. We could take some bets. Oh, here on I've that. got an idea for you, Kyle. <laughs> do it on the treadmill. <laughs> Stop it! No way. I'm 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 off that thing. I told you. I had my first. I finally I got a first run on the treadmill here today. Finally, how, how is to your it. new treadmill? Your new kind of. I mean, it's not. Miles. No, I didn't take it that far. I had a very nice and easy run. I'm very conscient. I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm in a, that we're in an apartment now, and there's someone downstairs. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm quite a heavy-footed runner. So I'm, I'm a bit worried. I only did a 30-minute easy run. Um, 
yeah, but uh, right, give us the team. Here's the team. So number one, you know, in fact, I was going to say no particular order, but I'm just going to say it the way I see it. Big Rob, Rob Turner's in the team. Kudos to Rob. Uh, Ollie Jared, uh, Dave, old man Dave, Dave Andrews, big time, Kyle Gregg, K-Babe, however you want to call him, Craig Holgate, Grant McDonald. Nobody calls him big time. <laughs> You've given yourself a nickname. <laughs> Fantastic. Andrew, Andy Simmons, uh, you know, top top five in the UTMB. Dan Lawson, uh, so that's nice. an interesting character in, in the team there. Um, and uh, Rob Payne, so that's the men's side. The female side, we have Sue Harrison, Shannon Gator, who's a, a Scot, uh, Holly Page, Joe Zagues- Zakeski, uh, an interview of the show. We have Sophie Mullins, um, the, the nice. current uh, 100K world, uh, world? It's not quite, maybe one day. Uh, handing out titles here now. UK 100K champ. Joe Newins, Joe Murphy, again, uh, I think she's a fighter, Joe. Uh, Samantha Amond and uh, Lynn Allen as well. And so uh, another Scott. So it's like, you know, that's, that's, that's a good a good team there. You know, it's um, uh, I haven't looked at the rest of the teams. So, but I, you know, I I don't know. Some people I remember last time. Some people just treated this as a as a as a fun run and uh, you know just enjoyed the experience. Some people have been treating it as a race. But I, I'll have to figure out what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll I'll put some effort into it. You know, we'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. Time will tell, Tommy. I'll I'll, I'll keep you as updated for the next week anyway before before the big day. That's well, sure. well done, big time. We're very Thank proud you very of you. much, Tommy. Well, <laughs> so that is that's exciting. We're really, really looking forward to seeing, uh, hearing about that. And also, maybe we can try and let's try and get some of those your teammates on. That'd be quite cool. We're we're well with you to get OMD on, and it'd be good to get some others like Sophie on. Speaking of getting people on, though, our guest for tonight is is a w- in the waiting room. Brilliant. So, so, Kyle, would you like to tee him up? Let, let's tee him up. So I have my good friend Andy McCall on, who's uh, you know he's uh, he's been a, a friend for many a year, from the junior ranks all the way up to senior, and he's got a fantastic story to tell. Um, and uh, so yeah, we're going to hear about that, and then we're also going to um, yeah, just you know chat about his running and the club that he runs for as well, which is Green at Glen Park Harriers. So without further ado, here's Andy McCall. Yes. Hey, hey Andy, how are you doing? Oh, he's on. He's on mute. There we go. Stitched <laughs> up by technology. You're gonna have to neck it. You're gonna have to neck the one. I was go. sitting there going, like, "I've made sure I was not on mute that whole time." But, uh, typical. Absolutely typical. How are you? How are you, sir? Welcome to TRS. Very well, guys. Thanks for having us along. Do you know what? Do you know what, Andy? You you probably you know when we talk about. Uh, it's it, it, we never even announced we never even announced the winners of the you know who 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 are there are super fans, and I've got to say like you know, Andy's one of the super fans you know he, he, yes he's, he, he's uh, you know without knowing when you download the podcast um, I'm sure you download it once we we up we you know we upload it onto the stream I'm sure I've seen your name come up that you've you've listened to it around your building you know it's funny when you look at the stats you can see who's who. 
but you don't know what n- number of houses are in just yet. But that's amazing. You can huh. see it as good as that because ever so often, especially recently, going out a run and I'm going like, great timing. Managed to get uh, yeah, good. up and going, so it's great. <laughs> well, well, Andy, you know, I've I've known you for God knows too many years now, eh? Uh, you know, ah, when, when we're young just, boys on the hills, okay, right? <laughs> when we're spring chickens, and in some of the stories, we might have to just leave out a TRS for. <laughs> but the fear of losing, you know, many listeners who thought we were, you know, respectable uh, runners, you know. Um, ah, but anyway, so. for the listeners, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and how you got into running. And, and then we're just going to dive into this, into your story later on. So Yeah, not a wait. problem. So um, I'm a local boy growing up in the west coast of Scotland. Um, been running for Glen Park Carriers since I was about 11 years old. Um, kind of fell into the sport a wee bit through following my dad around the country and get fed up watching him running half marathons and marathons and 10K and started trying to run some fun runs. So uh, that kind of got me into it, but never never quite got there. Um, but yeah, one day hanging about the, the local Ravenscraig Stadium track, um, one of the coaches came up as we were having a drink in the in the stands, as you do, um, and he challenged us to come down for a, a run around the track and see how we'd get on, and that was me. I was I was hooked from there. So all these years of my dad trying to convince it, we can never quite work. Uh-huh. But you know, one of the coaches coming up and giving you a challenge was something different. Ah, <laughs> oh, amazing. Now, now was that with a beer in hand, or was it you know? It was with a beer in hand and uh, not much change. I know you boys like a wee drink on here, so... Oh, good lad. <laughs> oh, no, I meant uh, when, when you're having a drink in the stadium when the coach told you to come down. That... <laughs> That's what I mean, yeah, in there, but not much has changed. <laughs> aye, it was happening there and it's still happening now, so... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so what sort of age were you? Because I see, you know, the, the, the standard TRS research of, of Power 10. The earliest result I've got you pegged at is a 2005 under 20 running the Frank Sinclair 10K in 34.48. Which is which is damn impressive debut at that age. Do you know? I wish it was. That was probably me at my my peak whenever the internet just started <laughs> and we had, you know, no results recorded. Um, it's one of these ones that we often have a joke about when we're out running and uh, you know, no GPS watches, no no yeah. timed races. It was all just simply all done there and then. So we never had all the time, but. Um, in saying that, I never done much traditional races like ten k's and things like. That. I think growing up as juniors. We weren't quite exposed to those sort of races quite late on. So what is on Power of 10 is probably most up to date. But yeah, there's probably quite a few ones missing in there. There's certainly 5K times and 10K mm. times from well before that. But um, but yeah, it's not it's not a standard on there. So <laughs> and you were a hill so a, a hill runner then. That's the that's the the background that you know uh, big yeah. time here. There's probably more results on Scottish Hill Racing than there is on Power of 10. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, that's one thing that you find is, uh, you know, when you look at your Power of 10, certainly back in the days, all the hill races I used to do, you know, you don't see them in, you don't see them in Power of 10 or very few of them on Power of 10. Ah, very, very the few. ones that make them, it's, uh, it's a big deal. So, yeah. like... Uh, but I mean, you know, let's let's not beat around the bush, Andy. You, you, you weren't you weren't just a you know a bog standard hill runner. You were an international athlete, you know, as a junior, and and and, uh, and you were running for Scotland. You've you've taken part in international races. So you know, yeah. tell us how you know tell us how you got into yeah. in the international stage when it when it came to or even you know starting with your first call up right. and 
in the well, Scottish been, for hill running. Yeah, it's been interesting. Listen, obviously, you guys have had some amount of people coming on and world-class athletes coming on, so I feel very minute compared to a lot of these ones. So I would always class myself as a club runner and just been lucky enough to get picked to run for Scotland a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but whenever we were juniors in there as well, it was probably the kind of peak of my, my time in there. And we were... We kind of fell into hill running. It was guy Steve McLoon, the running club. Oh. You know Stevie quite well. I do. Um, <laughs> actually fed up with Dragons Round track races and actually told us, right, we're going to go up to a race. Didn't tell us it was a national race and didn't tell us it was a hill race when we were juniors <laughs> under 14 level. So it turns up at um, a Peebles Hill race um, and unbeknown to us, it was a, a Scottish Championships. Um, I was lucky enough that day to win it um, under 14 level. And I, wow. You know, it was... A nice debut into the hill running scene because Fantastic. it was the first time I got to realise that I could I could run down a hill. So I think I was about 12th place at the top of this hill and <laughs> first place coming down. So much so that I got to the bottom, my coach went, how did you get on? And I, like, I won the race. And he's, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's seen us about halfway up and just thought, nah, he's, he's lost this. <laughs> um, nice, nice. But yeah, so that was a kind of introduction to hill running. And that just just ignited that passion that was a, yeah. a phenomenal scene and it set a tone for you know getting selected and called up luckily enough for the, the junior squads um, and unfortunately only picked once for the senior squad um only uh, the once i missed that but I wow. only only once i get picked for the Blimey. senior squads yeah I, so- and it was a shambolic debut as a senior <laughs> i had a great under 23 and um transition into senior phase. Yeah. I had a great season at the, the Ben Lomond Hill race, the Goat Fell Hill race. I ran a cracker on there. Oh, wow. I, fortunate that one or two pulled out um, of the national squad. So I get the kind of the call up to say you're the you're the fourth counter for the team if you want to accept it. Over <laughs> the moon, delighted to go down yeah. to Snowden for the International Mountain Race, which was what an experience. Um, lined up at that race but unfortunately a couple of days before not feeling great I probably should have withdrew my own one but your first time getting called up as a senior you're still just that first year as a senior and I think I was buzzing I just I didn't want to lose that chance I thought I'll be fine I'll fine I'll turn up no you'll run off (laughs) no I did not I did not at all it was horrific that race and I was just I was actually gutted because one of the hill running legends Alan Smith had turned up that day and Oh, honestly, every race, every race is there. Um, but he turned up not being selected and just ran it and beat me. <laughs> so I did not merit my place in that Scotland squad at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my that was my last Scotland vest. <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny, it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, my first uh, Scotland vest as a senior was, um, you remember the knock do international? Did you ever do that, mm-hmm. that race? In, Done a few of them ones, yep. Yeah. Warren, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, and is that right? Yeah, knock do in... Alan Smith beat me, beat me that day too, <laughs> and he wasn't even running in a Scotland vest. So you know that's uh, we're, we're twinsies in that respect. That that's for sure. I, I had a shock. Make me feel too. so bad now. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, knockdowns are tremendous. That again, that's another amazing international race, isn't it? As well, looking enough as a junior, going across to that twice, made it across, um, and with some squads going across there as well. Um, you know, a few. Well, running connects in my family and my cousins all ran my cousin Chris Jason and Alan were all in amongst it as well and Chris used to compete against yourself and Chris famously fainted across the line at Knockdo (laughs) (laughs) pushed himself so hard that he collapsed across the line and got stretched off at the end that's how much determination he had (laughs) oh god I remember those days jeez you know in in terms of 
actual hill running, you, you were decent in, as a junior in all the other disciplines as well. You know, you were you were well up there in the cross country races, and um, so in in yeah, in terms I think of a lot of it wasn't as you mentioned, Tom. A lot it wasn't quite recorded at the time as well, so we were kind of shadowed in amongst there's nothing really recording unfortunately at the time we didn't really record much ourselves as well but yeah I mean in terms of district championships and stuff just get involved in everything as a junior every week you were racing mm-hmm. so there was and, um, and that, you know one of the interesting things is your whole family were runners eh? like you know you're you, you guys used to come you, you, you guys sometimes made up half the hill race you know yeah. <laughs> the recalls are here oh, here we go you know what one's going to be us today and uh, yeah you know, it was, it's amazing having you know your your dad is a, a runner and he's he's also called andy isn't he yeah he is yeah, yeah. so that there's quite a few good. results in my power of 10 which aren't actually mine it's my old man's <laughs> that are a good bit slower than i saw it, I, I saw it in power of 10 i'm thinking andy's definitely the n55 <laughs> that we're that yeah. I'm looking for otherwise he's aged fantastically yeah so. so do you think like you know in terms of getting into the sport like do, do you think it was your fam like was it your family who got you into the sport do you think or do you think it was just your own decision or you know how did and I the reason it's is really oh, just about like you know gra- at the grassroots level like how important it is to to capture runners who might you know in you're at an international level and although you see yourself as a club runner now but the benefits it's had on you is huge no doubt yeah. um now I, I just find it's it's I I really find it interesting knowing how people got into athletics yeah. and, and how the club went running is like you mentioned there as well without having a, a really good club and I think a, a lot of clubs are undersold as well and the, the club is what got me into it and kept me into it. My dad was the influence. Um, you know, I, I joke that he was getting dragged around from race to race around Scotland. We got to see most of Scotland because we were going around by him doing races and yeah. going camping yeah. here and there and everywhere and. You know, he was a real influence on us at a young age. Um, yeah. And then that time at the track, whenever we get hooked in by one of the coaches as well, you know, that, that just summed it up. But from there, like my best pals now are still all runners. Um, you know, yeah. that's how I, get, I got to know the group of pals that we're in with just now. Um, we all stuck together through it. And thankfully, because of that, it kept me going from junior into senior level. We had a really good junior squad at the time as well. Not that we were, you know, ever Scottish standard, but they were all packed together, which was great, you know, it's lots of good medals from being nobody won races but we were all packed together all bunched together all competing every week you never knew who was going to be in the team you had to keep yeah. on top of your game yeah. um so yeah so we were very fortunate enough to have that good junior development with good seniors in the club who were encouraging so when it came to that transition the guys were training the track every week they were down doing the sessions so you naturally joined them and moved into the senior phase so yeah. for me having that the family aspect of the club is a real benefit to us. Um, our club is 125 years old last year. Um, unfortunately, they get to celebrate the way we wanted to. Um, oh, no, yeah. So, yeah. Glen Park's been yeah. around for a long time. That's um, crazy. Now, do you know, we, we, we want to get you on last year, you know, and, and the, the way TRS operates, sometimes, it, you know, things don't come to fruition as much as we want them to. Um, but... Uh, but the, the actual club, you know, 125 years, that, that must be one of the oldest clubs in Scotland, is it? It is, and I'm ashamed to say I can't remember how, how old we are. I think they're on the top five anyway, I think, in terms of wow. oldest clubs in Scotland. Um, yeah. Now, I could be totally wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure we, we had that as part of our centenary year, which I remember just in the tail end of, um, and now involved in the 125. It's yeah. all big plans of having a ball and, you mm. know, all these amazing things that we do. And we're still one of the very fortunate running clubs that has our own clubhouse. We don't, you oh, know, wow. News, other things. So, and we've got a heavy 
um, scene, we've got about 200 odd members. We yeah. have a, an amazing club racing scene, which keeps us going. Um, something that you guys touched on through the COVID and those are very little races. We were fortunate enough that we were a small team who managed to keep racing going through right. COVID and it was that's club good. races. So yeah. you know, that's the bread and butter for us. Our number one aspect is always get to the club races and any other club races fall in between. You know, we've got 12 mm-hmm. club races over the year, ranging yeah. from the Chisholm Mile to hill running to 10 mile road races to yeah. <laughs> um, yes. cross country days out. So yeah, we've got a really good club scene, I think, in that one. And I think a lot of clubs yeah. miss out who don't have that mm-hmm. involvement. Yeah. Um, and is that, are those are those races like just specific to the club or are they, you know, open to, to other runners? Or how, yeah, how so they're, they're specific to the club, but they're open to other runners as well. Um, yeah. It's never advertised. Um, I think as whenever Scottish Athletics came, started becoming bigger and become much more of a a presence, you had to have race licences and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, for us, it took away the kind of club aspect of it. You still have guest runners um, who would come yeah. in and join us at the same time. Um, they're more than welcome to join us at any point, really. Yeah. Um, the only time we didn't was through, was through COVID. You kept that just to club members. But yeah, yeah there's always welcome for guests. Right. And especially for local, we always usually have, um, between ourselves and Inverclyde, we usually have a few runners competing and both races between them are like club races and ourselves as well. So there's yeah. there's always plenty going on. <laughs> have you got like a, have you guys got like a rival club like you know Celtic and Rangers or is it just uh... <laughs> yeah I would say it's Inverclyde but um, <laughs> there's, there's not really much competition at the moment the, the, the hammer is absolutely everything apart from gonna... members and the amount of people we've got oh. but yeah you get... that's a that's a difficult matchup to be fair that's not so easy. What about are you? Are you one of those clubs that are you? Is is club night like bread and butter? Like a Tuesday, when whatever night it is, are you one of the clubs that ever, that all the key players are down? You know, hammering tongs against each other. I would say it used it used to be. We're trying to kind of get it back to that sort of level as well. Um, there's a Monday, Wednesday nights, which yeah, a lot of seniors turn up at. Um, through the summer months, you will start to find as soon as one person comes along, they'll all start joining them in the club sessions. Because then, you like you said, it's then a case of who's beating me this week I need to help my <laughs> yeah. game I need to get involved I need to move on from this one so it's yeah. really good um, that's cool and we, you guys the same introduction as part run got that even more competitive we were lucky enough to have a part run on my doorstep mm-hmm. so you know a lot of ones take part in that every week and that just becomes a, a competition as well which <laughs> is oh, really good so yeah the, the club scene is always there we've got juniors Tuesday Thursday at the track and Monday and Wednesdays are seniors um, mm. all venues around the place so yeah whatever we're kind of gearing up towards we'll, we'll change venues How are you That's finding cool. like volunteers for you know for your club are you finding you know your the uptake of juniors and, and seniors have got enough like people who help out you know like parents and officials yeah. and how, how, how does that work for the, for the club and Yeah um, I would say most of whenever I was younger we had pretty much one or two standard coaches I think that was the same across Scotland there wasn't a lot of coaches yeah. who were qualified and, and doing it but you had a lot of people helping out now it's not a case we were lucky enough we have loads of coaches for the junior sections which is amazing wow. to see yeah. um, loads of ones who come through as volunteers and just get the opportunity just to keep going so we're very fortunate around that in terms of volunteers for races and everything else yeah you're very really short even in the days when it is horrific weather <laughs> still I don't I don't I'd much rather run them but there's still people volunteering <laughs> all the time which is I, incredible so I take I my always, hat off to them I know. so same here you know when I I do I feel you know when I do a race like a cross country or a trail race or an ultra and I'm I'm running around hours and hours and I see these volunteers um you know hats off to people who volunteer it's, mu- it's a much harder 
thankless task. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, um, people, yeah. some people see that, and I don't think you know, lis- listeners, every listener, if you see a volunteer when you're doing a race, make sure you give, you know, you, you haven't got a hat or anything on, just give them a thank you. You know, I, I encourage every single runner. Um, to say thank you to any official or volunteer who does a race, especially maybe not a, a hundred meter sprint or something, or certainly as much as you can, you know, because it's so yeah. important. And and it's certainly it's how how the race, how these races survive and how the clubs survive. Anyway, I'm proper yeah. r- rambling on. Not here. at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to that. I'm just looking forward to seeing Kyle wave at like the thousand <laughs> thousand volunteers at the London Marathon next time he does it everyone I'm holding you to that mate every single volunteer I'm not, I'm you not said saying, it I, I, okay right well I'm not saying every single volunteer but you know certainly make sure that you, you, you this isn't to you this is to the listeners make sure that you you are thankful of, for what they do because it's hugely important do you know um, once I got sent the wrong way by a volunteer by a marshal and I oh no. I was I, it was one of the only times I've led a race right and I realized and I wait he, I looked round and he sent the other two behind me the other way I came past him and I gave him an absolute bollocking I felt so bad afterwards so bad for the rest of the race and anyway I actually on a cool down ran over to where he was some walking back from his post and I was like I'm really sorry about that it was so uncool thank you for volunteering. But um, yeah, that the national cross country champs was it? Yeah, that, that time I led the national. Fourteen, <laughs> I think it was. Oh, I know. I could feel the pain with that one. We done the exact same. One of the it was, luck enough, it's only a local ten k, and the same thing happened. Me and another boy, first and second place. Oh. You know, we're, we're hammering it out around this. Fortunately enough, the guy in second place was a local boy and managed to shout and keep you going, which is great. Oh, but that is nice. It was just such a way that the volunteers just didn't get to the post on time, and you just oh, think, no. oh, oh that's harsh. Yeah, I'm sure at the end of the race, I won that one, so I'm pretty sure he was probably kicking himself for telling me to go. Should give me another ten seconds before shouting on me. <laughs> well, just sticking to the to the theme of you know the the club night um, part. What who who are, who are you kind of top? You know, you're you're kind of top level athletes uh who are your your quickest guys and girls um yeah. that you've got in the in the club you know other than yourself andy you know who, who nah, I, wish. Have an offer? <laughs> I wish i wish um i'm not quite up there again yet but we're we're, we're lucky enough that we've got a, a really good pack um i've run us we were talking about this day actually my, my big training partner daniel um we're just saying we can't wait to racing comes back because we've such a pack together. You're talking 30 seconds to a minute separating all of us, depending on wow. terrain and everything else, which oh, is great. Yeah, yeah, wow. There's a couple that are well ahead. There's, you know, Stephen Trainer, who's been on the scene since I was a boy as well. Oh, of course, yeah. Young scene, yeah. so... He's still Stephen's, kicking about, is he? Oh, he is. He's, he's <laughs> just a machine. He's, he's got <laughs> it in him, you know. He's... Um, the great thing about, as you were mentioning, about the clubs in, in Greenock, um, we've got Inverclyde and Glen Park carriers, um, but these boys all train together. You know, the top-level guys are all trained together, all coached by people like Mark Pollard and, and yeah. working really hard oh, together, wow. which is great. So you've got somebody like Stephen who can just turn up at races and, you know, he'll he'll boost your team because he'll be right up there, top 10, whatever it is, and we, we will all bunch together try to get the, the remaining team places, essentially. Yeah. Um We've got Sean Lyon as well, who chases him, you know, not far behind as well. Oh, I've met Sean in, uh, in Chicago. Yeah, 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 Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sean's one of these infamous ones. Sean's a farmer and, you know, the farm doesn't train a huge amount, but when it does, because he's in the feet all day, it just, it doesn't need it. It just oh, needs right. a couple of months training and it flies. <laughs> it's <Wow>. frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen that. You've got, well, there's a huge amount in between there. Andy White, who's one of the top vets in the country. We've got Chris Mooney, Stephen Campbell, 
you know, our list goes on from there onwards who are all bunched together, which is which is great to see. That's all cool. Right. That's brilliant. Now, now you know, moving on from from club night to to a little bit more about who you are, and, and now you did a, a phenomenal thing a couple of years. Was it probably a couple of years ago now? Um, last year. Was it last year? <laughs> last February. Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> this is almost a year on in, and uh, and just we're not we haven't told that we haven't mentioned it yet because we want it to be a, a huge surprise because I, I it just baffles me what you did and how you got. <laughs> yeah. you know, so tell yeah. us a bit about what you did and, you know, just kind of the reason why and, and then we can kind of build. Yeah. So um, on Valentine's Day last year, unfortunately, <laughs> a day of love, <laughs> um, I was in hospital and donated my kidney to um, who is now one of my, my good friends. Yeah. Um, something that, decision that wasn't quite taken lightly and it's something I can say off the cuff, you donated your kidney, you donated an organ out your body, which, you know, Sometimes when you say these things, it's a, it's quite a, yeah, it's a real. Sometimes when you think of what you, what you've done and what your body can go through, but on the other hand, when I think about what Mark was going through, it's it's unreal. And me and Mark didn't know each other. You know, we knew each other to to see. Um, you were by me. I've got, I've got two young kids, so um, fortunately enough, when I've had Lily, that's when I started running again. Um, I took a week and a time out when I met Laura, and can I come yeah. out and, and out run when I had Lily. She went to nursery, uh, one of the local nurseries, and she became really pally, as you would do with a lot of, a lot of young kids in there. Um, awkwardly, as you'll get to see, Kyle, whenever lockdown's over, you go to these birthday parties and you stand with other parents you've never met before and make daft <laughs> conversation that you just <laughs> try to get to know each other. Um, I'd done that with Martin Victoria once or twice, but never never really knew them, but you'd say hi passing in the nursery yeah. and got chatting to him one time during Victoria's second pregnancy. She had a bit of a but some wee complications in there. So when Mark was dropping off at nursery, I got a chance to chat to him. Yeah. Uh, a few months later, it was a graduation in nursery. We got chatting and just asking how Victoria was. Everyone was great. And he said, yeah, but uh, I'm not well. And, what do you mean? You're not well. You, you look at him. You're just fit as a fiddle. And, yeah. and, you know, and if I don't know anything like me, I, I didn't know what my kidneys were. I didn't even know where they were in my body. I don't know what they do. Um, and he told me at the time, you know, he's been diagnosed with stage five kidney disease. Um yeah, guy same age as me. He just think he was fit as anything. Went to gym every morning, you know. Went to work every day. Had two kids exact same age as mine. Um, and when he told me that, I was just like, "What?" So at the time, I didn't understand. You know, you look at him, you think he's okay. It didn't go into too much detail about what it was, um, what kind of disease it was. And I kind of just one of the things you, you have a conversation, you go away. And me and my wife spoke about it. Yeah. Anyway, a few months later, we got chatting to him. and said, "No, it's fine. My mum's going through the process of finding out with donating the kidney." got to the stage it's a, it's a long process you're talking five six months of tests and blood tests and <laughs> radiation going through your body to see how how much you're, you're peeing and all this sort of stuff so it's, it's amazing the tests you go through but his poor mum got to the final stage and there was something additional on her kidney which could make her complications and she couldn't donate oh, so his family were devastated victoria yeah. was about to run the great scottish run she does a bit of running herself um, and put a post on which doesn't normally do quite a heartfelt one just saying we're devastated yeah. we've had this news me and my wife as we were sitting in, we're having a few drinks and I've seen a message and just thought, this is unreal, we need to do something about this, what can we do? So sent a message, just says, look, is there anything we can do? And she just mentioned at the time, just saying, look, we're looking for people to get tested and see if they're a match. Mark's quite a rare kidney type and mm-hmm. there's a tissue type in there, which is making it difficult for donors. Um, I phoned up the kidney donor the next day and I was in the hospital the day after getting blood tests. So it was very, very quick. Yeah. Talking from about May 
I had got in touch with the kidney team and by about December, January time, I was found out I was a match and we were just waiting for dates for operations. So it was, it was really quick. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Uh, you know, that's, that's phenomenal. And you know, you, you said you had that chat while you were having a drink and did you, when, when you found out you were the match, we were like, oh shit. <laughs> like, you know, were you a little bit, what, what was that yeah. like to, to know that, God, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, t- you know, I'm going to have only have one one kidney here. And yeah. It's a strange conversation to have. You're sitting with your wife and you're saying, anything we can do this and then somebody help. And, you know, next thing I know, I'm saying, I, I, I can do this. I can do it with my kidney. And then the realisation sinks in of, hold on a minute. What does yeah. this mean for you? And what does that mean for our family? And what does that mean for us? And, you know, you've got to think in the, these things as well. Um, yeah. Now, now what did that mean? You know, what what were the yeah. you know what or what were or what are the the things that you, you mm-hmm. that that are maybe different in your life now, and 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 what were the potential complications for you if if you know yeah. doing so going into it, you know, to, to tell you right away what we are doing is we are doing all these tests to try and rule you out of yeah. your kidney. You know, you're a fit, healthy person. The last thing we want to make you do is make a fit and healthy person unwell. So. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line of it, you know, regardless of who it is or whatever it is you're doing, that's the bottom line of looking after your health and well-being. Um, So for me, to tell you all along, there's absolutely no effect. You only need one kidney to go through your life normally. Some people are born with one, some people are born with half a kidney. You can go your whole life without it, but taking one out of your body is a different matter. But they did tell you the whole way along that this won't affect you in any sort of way. You can go back to living your life once you've recovered from any surgery. You can go back to living your life the way you normally would. Yeah. so yeah, so for me, I like a good challenge. <laughs> so <laughs> since I come yeah. back, I thought, well, this is a perfect challenge to see. Yeah. Are they telling the truth here? Is this really like <laughs> what everybody can do? Because if you're in like me, you know, I then start to think, right, what impact is this going to have on a family? You know, and then what impact is this going to have later on in life? Am I still going to be able to run? And do you know what? Even if I couldn't, it wouldn't have changed my decision. Yeah. I love running for what it is. That's the thing. I love running. I'm don't. I'm not as competitive as I once was. Um, I enjoy a sport. So even if I was to hear the volunteers out in the rain every week, that's fine by me. I'd be more than happy to have had enough years of doing yeah. it all. So it just became that point of, no, that let's try this and see what happens. Doing a bit of research online, there's very little out there who were runners or who were athletes and were able yeah. to tell their story and be able to get into it. So since then, we were fortunate enough, there was um, a girl in America, Tracy Hewlett, who set up the Kidney Donor Athletes page just about the same time that I, that I donated my kidney. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. There's now a community in there of people who are raising awareness of, you know, there's people who are in there who's, Olympians, there's people in there who have um, went on to do Ironmans, several Ironmans, and yeah. you know, I've, I've flourished. Um, me personally, since donating, I'd say I'm fitter now than I've been in the last seven or eight years um, oh, really? okay. through all this. Yeah. So yeah. after having after meeting Laura and having the kids, I put a bit of weight on, so I, I was 13 stone, which is I'm also a bit heavier anyway than a lot of people. So. I just couldn't get under 13 stone. It was one of these things for years and years. And I just put it down there. That's fine. I'll, I'll keep running and doing what I'm doing. Yeah. After the surgery, I lost weight, got back down to 12 stone. I thought, I'm not putting this back on. There's no way I'm going to let this happen and put this back on. So it gave me a kind of new lease of life to say, no, I need to rethink my lifestyle, what I'm doing. I need to look after my body and yeah. start looking after myself a bit more. Um, for you. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole process. Now, what, incredibly what? selfless. I mean, it's, it's an incredibly selfless act. It's, uh, I mean, in, for for you know your your pal you've donated to you you mentioned that that relationship is stronger now I mean that's uh that's that must be an incredible an incredible bond to have you know yeah. that, that's 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 amazing uh, it's unreal um you know we meet up with them and their kids now and we've got to do other things but we're fortunate enough that 
you know, I suppose these things happen for a reason as well. We managed to get the operation just before, you know, COVID hit, lockdown hit, if it was a month later, it might have not happened. That's the thing. Mark might not be course, here with yeah. the thing around it. So it's the realisation of this. Yeah. Both our kids been the exact same age. We, we meet up a lot now and where, where we can do and have our Zoom nights and have a good drink yeah. with each other. And it's amazing to see. So from him, he's went from having 6% kidney function on dialysis for around six hours per day, having no energy with his kids. He's, yeah. he's got a new lease of life. That's he's amazing. a new man. So it's, it's yeah. amazing to see. So that gives you motivation every day. I think, seeing I'm tired, I don't want to go to run. I think, I think yeah. a guy's last who yeah. has no choice right. and can't do it. Do you know what, like that, I mean, you know, when I when I heard what you did, and you know, and I'm, I'm sure there's many other folk who've done amazing things like that. But what you know, like Tom said, what a selfless thing to do, and what you know, what a brave thing to do, and um, as well, because, but you know, to know, like, it, I mean, I you know, I I would have thought there would have been maybe before this, I would have thought there might be like things that it lasting effects for you, but. Yeah. You know, so for me, there's a, a nice scar there. That's always yeah. a good one. There's, um, you know, for me, you, you still feel a bit of weakness in your core. I need to do a lot yeah. more in my core to get the, the, the strength yeah, back up in my core. So it's things I neglected in the past, but yeah. you can't do it now. The running finds it out. It's, it's telling you, mm. nah, you're too weak down there. And yeah. it, it, in a way, it's good. It catches it early before you start getting other daft injuries. And it forces me to say, no, I need to either take the day off today and focus on core and doing a bit of strength work or yeah. just include it whatever else I'm doing. So it does make me much more aware of what your body's going through. Plus drinking, you know, I drink a lot of water as anybody else would as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and your kidney function, you needs it for running. And you, I think you've mentioned in the past as well for a lot of these ultra races, your yeah. kidneys start to shut down eventually if you're not drinking enough fluids, you're not getting enough things in there as well. Mm. So, you know, it, it shows you the, how vital it is to get all this, get all the nutrients and fluids on board. Um, something I've neglected, I don't really look at my nutrition. I don't do long enough races to do it. I've done one ultra. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Coach Kyle will happily, uh, you know, provide you a plan, don't you worry? <laughs> you might see one popping in your inbox quite soon. There's, there's uh, your plan for your next salt. Your, your first I like the sounds of that, Kyle. But, <laughs> the critical question is, does Mark run? And have you worked out whether you gave him the faster kidney or not? <laughs> so unfortunately, Mark has never had a running gene. It does not enjoy running at all. His that must be does. part of the deal. Come on. Surely you don't make him sign something for this. <laughs> we have made a deal that we need to do a run together at some point, no matter nice. what it is. We need to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately not. He seems to have, and it's me and my wife joke about this one, I, I, I'm one of these people I, I can drink and don't get hangovers, thankfully. But since oh, this, no, I, I get rough hangovers now, and it's horrible. <laughs> and Mark doesn't. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so whether that's a relation, like I don't know, but yeah, I'm piecing it together as he's took the good one. <laughs> how did you? How did you find training then coming back? And it's, I guess, anytime you come back from from an operation or time out, is is, a, is an interesting one. But for you adapting, you mentioned a couple of things that, that you know physically. The changes in terms of you know having only having one kidney how did you find the comeback how did you how did you approach that um you mentioned now you're in good shape i mean how did how did that go yeah so i think run about the same time you probably had your, your knee issues i had I had problems with my knees but i just couldn't shake it for about two years one knee and i've never really been mm. injured my left knee for ages and ages i couldn't shake it um i don't know what caused it don't know what brought it on but just over time and it was one of these things i just kept training through and, and just grinding and burning it but having that surgery allowed the time for my body to heal you know I had mm. I basically had about a month that I didn't run from day of operation onwards 
Um, in fact, looking at my, um, again, Strava is relatively new, but looking at that, my, last year was my highest mileage year of all the years that I've had Strava. So wow. having a month out still didn't hamper that. So it was massively on there. Um, but, you know, coming back, it was a case of just listening to your body. Just And it, it does make you aware. You, you think you listen to your body sometimes, but whenever you've had, you're recovering from something like anybody that's come back from any operation will know that your body just tells you you can't do that. So it started off just like walking, um, getting out the door. Eventually, sometimes I wouldn't say to my wife when she was back at work, but I'd go a walk and you know start um, running a minute and walk a minute because she thought it was yeah. too soon. And by the time I was three weeks later, I'd managed to run a 5K. You know, I say run a 5K. I was fast walking, essentially, pace-wise. But what I was aware of was the impact as you're hitting the ground, the impact in your scar. So it wasn't so much my body. Mm. It was more the surgery. So yeah. my body was recovered. My heart rate was still high still try to find off um, the recovery in there as well, which I was very aware of. Some I don't ever look at is my heart rate, um, but that made me aware of, no, you need to pay attention to your heart rate and understand what your body's trying to tell you. If you're, if you're feeling okay, but your heart rate sky high, slow it right down. So yeah. I, when I was coming back, I was just keeping all my runs under 150 beats or much mm. less, hopefully, and just being aware of what my body was doing there. Um, then from there, it was just, it seemed to be leaps of, like 5k that was 5k done that was five miles done that was 10 miles done and yeah. before you knew it you were doing that yeah it was taking me longer to recover in between but you know getting out and running was great um and I was fortunate enough obviously we were in lockdown so I had much more time in my hands <laughs> you know so that was the thing until they closed schools and then I, I couldn't get say, <laughs> <laughs> how's, uh, you know how's your homeschooling skills been it oh yeah it was such funny games <laughs> Yeah, I try to juggle working full time, running and doing that was just oh, not right. on. So uh, it was uh, it was difficult. It was difficult, but we got it on the end. <laughs> well, Andy, before you go, we need to do the usual fartlet questions. Um, no, so problem. yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Tommy the first the first question. Ooh, first question. I'm this is off, I'm gonna I've got a list, but I will go off the cuff. Favorite shoe. Yeah. I'm not into all the new shoes and stuff as well, and I, I usually try and go for the cheapest brand out there sort of thing. I always stick to an Asics, but for, for hill running, um, I've settled on the, the, the more mile Cheviots, which are phenomenal yeah. shoes. They're you know really cheap, and they, they do amazing. They're, they're better more, than any other they called? I've had. More, more mile, mile Cheviots, they're called. So they're basically the big studs, big, big studs in the bottom end for hill running. They are phenomenal. They last longer than any other run, hill running shoe that you get out there. You know, you pay a lot of money for these, um, you know, the ex talons and that sort of stuff. I feel um, so they don't last you. But these ones are just good. Yeah, you know the best. Do you know what the best shoe? Uh, I think you used to maybe have a pair, Andy, with the Walshes. Oh, PB um, Walshes. <laughs> they, they, they were the best, hands down, the best pair of running hill running shoes you, you could get back in the day. Now. You remember, really you know, I, I remember like if you ever, if your washes, if your soul ever went like, you know, the, the soul, the soul would kind of start, start coming away from the up, the upper and you would just get the soul resold. Exactly. And yeah. Like 10, 15 pounds. Like, so you can have your washes for years and years and years. And I'm sure yeah. there's hill runners who are listening to this who've still got their pair of washes. So oh, I yeah. urge all the hill runners who, who have a pair of washes, get, you know, send, send them, send them to, 
TRS so that we can, you know, put them on our socials because, you know, one of the best brands of hill running sh- shoe wear you can get, that's for well, sure. I stopped buying them after running the Came Hill race and I got to the last half mile and the sole fell off it and you're running bare feet <laughs> the last bit. So I couldn't get a chance to sew back because I couldn't find it again. <laughs> Do you, but I seem to, I mean, Mile. Do you remember Andy Butcher? He had a deal with Mile before yeah. he went to New Balance. I remember he was like, when he was still, he was just that, Big tan guy with a chain running around Central Belt races. He was he was he was had a deal with the more mile. Remember he used to you know the Start Fitness magazine you get? Is it Start yeah. Fitness one you get to the post? It was always Andy Butcher, more mile. I thought excellent. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong, their kit and ribbons great. The other yeah. running shoes, I've I am no don't like the other running shoes, but the hill running shoes are phenomenal. So yeah, I, I, interesting. I, yeah, they're really good. What's your what, what's your pre-race meal? Depending when it is. Um, in the morning, I don't tend to eat before I run. If it's a morning run, I um, usually have a big meal the night before and usually up early and go. Um, but I don't really have a diet as such. I'll pizza, pasta, chicken, whatever, oh, whatever's on the menu. <laughs> Just whatever. Yeah, I like, that is a good, that's actually, and this is, you can see, I'm, I'm kind of really appreciating that because you can tell you're not currently a pro. <laughs> like a lot of our athletes who come on you're, you're just like me it's what's on the menu that is my favourite answer to that question <laughs> what's in the fridge if it's not what's in the freezer I can stand up <laughs> what is your um, what is your favourite what is your favourite race my favourite race is the Ben Lomond Hill race oh nice I absolutely love Ben Lomond Hill race um I take part in that one quite a lot of times as well. Um, and every time you ask this question to people, I think, what is my, my favourite race? But by far, it's been Lomond to race. Um, but we've got a, a local club race called the Willow Bowl, which is seven and a half miles round the Greenock Cup, best views, handicap race, stagger starts. It is that for me. So it always ties up between the two, but you can't beat Ben Lomond. I just, it's a perfect hill race, straight up, straight down, on grass. It is, it's got everything you want in the hill race. That's cool. But I'm going to ask, you know, because I know your favourite discipline's hill running. There's no doubt about it, no doubt. But yeah. what about, uh, what do you prefer? Do you prefer road or cross country? Uh, I need to go with roads. I'm too heavy <laughs> for cross country. I just sink in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been terrible at it. I've got a good bit of grit You've got a less but, kidney oh. now, though. You should be like, you know, you should be <laughs> flying around now. That's now becoming the kind of the running theme in the club joke. Is, oh, is it? Oh, sorry. You know, I've, I've, no, no, that one. It's me obviously getting this part and getting fitter now. So yeah. they're all kind of saying, well, if you can get that fit, well, I was like, let's all just start the <laughs> and we'll get there. Like you said, there's something to do with being lighter or whatever else. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, yeah, Tommy. Yeah, the what? next one for me is the classic morning shuffle or evening saunter. Definitely an evening saunter. I can't do mornings. I'm not a morning person at all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see as well, I think it's adapted from I've had kids. I've got no choice. I run when they're in bed, so it's half seven, eight o'clock at night. You're doing your, your long runs and all that sort of stuff. So, Oof. yeah, that's, you nice. just got to deal with it, yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your worst race experience? Oh, um, I would probably have to say it would be Snowden um, would be one of my race experiences for the reason that I just, I was, I was devastated, absolutely devastated with that one. But um, the only other one that tops it was the Screw Hill race I'd done a long time ago. Turned up to that one um, after a night out, my dad picked me up in the car straight from the nightclub, drove through to Screw Hill race, ran that with, you know, a 
couple hours sleep in the car. Oh, that was not a good experience. Uh, Running up and being sick at the side of the hill and stuff like that. But <laughs> still done okay. But yeah, it was not a good <laughs> experience. <laughs> well, let's uh, well let's let's go into the next one then. Uh, what's what is your favourite beer, or what's your favourite tipple? Um, if I'm in a pub, it's a pint of Guinness. I always nice. love a good pint of Guinness. Nice. Um, my favourite at the moment. I was just going to. Uh, I'll do things and pick up the best, but the, the Bareface Laggers from the Drygate Brewery. Oh, yeah, try yeah. Them. They're really good, really nice yeah. ones. That's two in a truck. We've had Tommy uh, in terms of beer drinkers now, eh? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, makes a, it makes a change. Way that we, we know the, some of the pros are a bit dry sometimes. Know. You know, we've got too many teetotalers on here. It's not a good advert. It's not good. See, when you're a hill runner, you've not got a choice, really. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. when, you, when you get bottles of beer as your prizes. Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Now, so I think, I've got, well, I've got, I mean, you're, you, you, with your story, you are absolutely up there on my list now, but who is your running hero? Oh, there's, there's quite a few in the list, and um, I'm going to go for the very cheesy answer on this one, is my, my old man, my dad. Um, nice. Just the guy got me in running, he was the inspiration, but my dad's a very unique runner, he's... <laughs> anybody will tell you, he was part of the, the project in the club, and it was all, all the marathon guys, you know, the the old legends, you always hear about all these guys, even they make D teams and E teams, but still ran really good times, you know, as a club runner, 244 marathon, 116 half marathon, things like that. My dad had a very unique approach. He was a 40 a day smoker. He didn't drink anything but coffee. (laughs) Like, wow. He would would sit in a car on a summer's day with a heating in his car, full blast. And that's how he warmed up for a race. (laughs) (laughs) And go for it. And I just thought, how on earth? And there's, you know, like you've seen my marathon time is not a good time. I've never trained for a marathon, but it's the only time I has I've not beaten. I just think, how on earth did you <laughs> run that? Seriously. <laughs> That's did he like cool down with a cigarette in his hand? Or Honestly, yep. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah. He would roll up <laughs> beforehand. Yep. All these guys out warming up and he would come out stinking a, a roll up. <laughs> we're, we're talking about healthy approaches, um, you know, I, I've got a feeling we might, I don't know if we did do a beer mile, but I've got a feeling we might have done an, a kind of trail version of a, you know, it was either just drinking without the running part, but. Yeah, what I think before think? it became a formal thing, yeah. I think but it was yeah, more of these yeah. orientation sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what sort of time do you think you could run? I'm not going to verify. I mean, I've got an all right mile time. I'd probably run about 11 minutes, maybe. Oh, I think an absolute best, I think, if I <laughs> if I smashed my down in a pint, I'd maybe reckon about 11 minutes. But I'd like to think I could. I don't, I don't know how I'd handle see, that in running. <laughs> that, for me, though, that is a, that's a well-thought-out, informed answer. The number of people who we get on, and I'm, I'm speaking about some of our teetotaling pros who come on and think they're going to run seven <laughs> minutes. All I'd say to that is, lol, that's not happening, you know? Exactly. So I think 11... And the, when Kyle and I ran last year, I think we were like... 10 and 11 minutes. So I think that's... Uh, hey, that's, yeah. I wasn't counting my uh, my time. See, I don't think 11 minutes would come first time round, but I think with a bit of practice, but it would be mostly down the beard. I just... Uh, yeah, how tough. do you run as soon as you went? It will sit in your stomach. So that's yeah. the hardest part. But yeah, whenever you get it going, guys, we'll try and get a one down here at Ravenscraig and follow along yes. at the same time. <laughs> that would be, yeah, maybe we should take it on the road, Kyle. We can do uh, next next summer, maybe. The, the TRS Run Beer Mile... Um, Sounds good. Goes 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 global. <laughs> well, before you go now, um, the the one thing I was wanting to ask was because some listeners would be like, "Bloody hell!" Like donating a kid in here. Like how how do you you know how do you do that? Like you know is because and and what is the you know this is this is really 
I don't know what the word is here. I'm looking for um, ignorant of me, you know, uh, is not not knowing what the demand is for donating yeah. things like this and 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 where where even I should even look to yeah. to find these these things that you you can donate. So just tell That's us a good a question about you throw at us because. Um... I think as well, it can open my eyes to how many people are out there who have different stages of kidney disease and yeah. some people who are on a waiting list who are ready, who, are, who can live their whole life on, with kidney disease and not even have to go on dialysis. Or yeah. some people like Mark on stage five has not very long, you will not last long on dialysis and needs to get a kidney as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find out much more, in fact, this Thursday um, is World's Kidney Day. So this is a day to raise awareness of. Okay. Um, kind of the nation um, and what's going on around the world and how to get involved. Um, we're getting involved in one of the chats around what we're trying to do is encourage others who are maybe thinking about it at that point. So maybe usually it's family members or something. That's how most people get into it. Um, it's usually someone they know who needs it. And that's kind of how it would usually work. You get the amazing people, the altruistic donors who just sign up and want to do a good deed and yeah. will decide to do it, you know. Um, I think for me, it was a kind of more extreme version of giving blood. I, I always give blood. I do that as part of my, my daily routine and take that into my training and racing and everything else in there. So that always comes into it. This was the next step up. Um, but for anybody thinking about it, you know, feel free. I started up the, the Instagram page just simply to show my experience of what it's been like coming back from yeah. surgery, for coming back from kidney donation and trying to show people you, you can go back to the way you were, you can donate. And if anybody's got anything they want to ask me about on it or you know, just ask me simple questions because it's not an easy decision. It's a it's a whole family decision. It's a really difficult thing to do. There can be some complications pretty much just from surgery afterwards. But the fit and healthy you are, the more likely you are to recover. It's like anything. Um, it's relatively, I mean, it's a big, big surgery. But with the procedures nowadays, it's, it's just become standard routine, what you, what you go through. Um, but for a lot of these guys, if, if they do have any questions around it and want to ask me, feel free just to drop me a line and I'll, I'll talk through of it. But on the kidney research um, website, so every area has a local kidney coordinator who you can phone up and they can start the process of getting bloods taken and all that sort of stuff just to see if you're a match for whoever it is. Yeah, right. So, so uh, yes, we'll so I was just going to say, Andy's on the, on the podcast anyway, so... But um, yeah, and, and, and Andy's Instagram is running with one kidney, so that's one the number one running with one kidney so check it out it's a it's a it's, it's a good way to follow his story and, and, and hopefully get learn something thank you very much that's obviously just a year on so it's it's been interesting to see a difference in a year and yeah. now starting to compare some of the information before you know um pre-donation and try to compare mm -hmm. some of the stuff unfortunately we'll get races to compare that against yet but i can't wait for that we stay to come back and it will show exactly and i will start putting things like that on the instagram account to show Here's a race done just before, didn't you, kind of when I thought I was fit, and here it is afterwards, and the difference in heart rate and times and all that sort of stuff, and, and try and show that. Right. And what is your next race going to be if, if it opens up? Have you got anything, you know, any any BHAGs out there you want to share with the listener? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not quite. My, I would say I, I, it's not quite as big as that, but I would love to be. Uh, it's not a it's not a secret to guys I train with. I'd love to be club champion again, the, the Glen Park Carriers Club Champion again. Nice. I, nice. I was fortunate enough that that's one of my highlights that you know, being on that 125 year history, being on that board when you walk that's into cool. a clubhouse and you see your name up there, it is it's a it's a great achievement to see that. You see oh. greats on there who've had it for years and you just think, Wow, you've got you're a name with these guys. I'd love to get my name back up on there. The last time I won it, I was probably about 23 or 24 years old, so 10 years ago, and I'm thinking Oh, I would, I would love to get back onto that. Um, so yeah, for me, that's probably the next stage. 
Um, I don't know how long it would take me, but I'm just hoping I, I can get to that level again. That's very so. cool. Very cool. Well, I mean, Landy, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, the story is it's an inspirational, selfless story. You're an incredibly modest guy. It took us at least five minutes to coax out you the fact that you were a Scottish international hill runner, which I, <laughs> honestly I didn't know. That's a shame on me. I didn't know that. So shame I mean, on me for not for not uh, you know bragging about you, Andy. Eh? So, well, uh, anyway, so I think that that just that that says it all. So yeah, it's been a pleasure to get you on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing you continue this return from the from the that amazing gesture uh well this year and and get we will catch up with you in person for sure definitely and it's been great thanks for having us on and keep up the good luck guys always great looking forward to it every week and, and oh. hearing what you've got in store for us even through yeah. all this challenging times you still get a good podcast going guys so oh, thank appreciate you. it yeah. well oh, appreciate it <laughs> right good stuff. thanks very much that's great guys thanks we'll speak to you soon cheers andy all the cheers best bye catch you everybody Superb. What a man. Boom, there you go. You know, we've been lining Andy up for <laughs> almost from, since the start of the podcast. I've always wanted to get Andy on, especially, you know, after he... Um, uh, since the know, start of the podcast. All right, sorry, continue. <laughs> continue. Started, you know, since he, you know, for the last year anyway, uh, yeah. after what he did, incredible thing he did, um, donating his own kidney, which is an inspiring story. And, you know, I learned a lot from that, that chat with Andy. And uh, yeah, just a, an awesome human being. So thanks for coming on the show, Andy, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you soon. And good luck uh, getting that club championship spot, that, or the, the, the club champion reigns again. So, Indeed. Tommy, uh, you know, talking about champions, uh, we, we, we had a couple of European champions at the year indoors. So let's, uh, you know, let's mull mm -hmm. over the, the highlights, the highs and lows of, of the Euro indoors, yeah? Yeah, so the Euro indoors in... in Turin uh, over the weekend and it was I think the the um, the real frustration for me I think we to cut to the chase we had a, a great uh, a great quarter heat run by Guy Learmouth but then when he his, his next race he was he he just didn't he, he didn't really come through which was a shame so we were, I think we were hoping to see a bit more from Guy Andy Butcher you know we're big fans of Andy on here and in the final on the 3000 by his own admission i saw an instagram post from him that he he prides himself on being an athlete that that uh that makes a race interesting and he, he didn't do that and he was uh he held his hands up for that which was so frustrating for bucci who I, I thought and i think is genuinely in quite good shape but for whatever reason it just didn't come together so so a bit disappointing there um generally for the brits so it was a it was a really it was an exciting championship the 19 year old keely hodgkinson who has just absolutely blown the, the 800 meter field out of the water. It's going to be amazing to see how she compares with the likes of uh, Gemma Riki when we get to uh, yeah. when we get to the the sort of outdoor season soon. We had a we had the excitement of Holly Archer, who was DQ'd initially in her 1500. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and but in the end, reinstated to get a silver medal. So really well done from her. Who else did we have? I don't have my notes in front of me. We had um, Andrew Pozzi got a silver medal in the yeah, 60 hurdles, meters yeah. hurdles, yeah. Um, and actually, I should say, I've just brought them up now. So Hodgkinson, she was uh, Britain's youngest ever European indoor champion since 1970. So That's right, really, yeah. I mean, 19. 19, oh. 19 years old, Lucha, boy, yeah. 
That's amazing. Now, one one thing you know, close to close to home is uh, Zoe Clark, part of the, you know, being being part of the the four by four hundred meter relay, mm-hmm. and you know they 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 got a silver medal. What a race that was! And um, you know, I thought I thought they had it. You know, I thought right the, but the Netherlands, you know, the I think the youngest yeah, they, um, they runner them. just, you know, she I think it was the second or the second um the second leg. She just absolutely died the the Netherlands, you know, and, and, and then I thought, you know, the miles back and they came came through really really strong and you know pipped GB at the, up at the post and uh, but a solid you know a solid run from a, 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 an awesome run from Zoe Clark in terms of her split and uh, and you know a, a silver medal to boot which which is brilliant. So from a Scottish standpoint, Zoe was uh, you know one of the the standout performances from. Scottish mm. athletics, that's for sure. We also had, uh, just to finish off some of the medal chat, uh, it was a silver medal from uh, from Webb, from um, our, and then what was he running? Sorry, I'm all over the place here. In the 800? Jamie Webb, yeah, sorry, Jamie in the 800. Webb, yeah. Bronze medal in the 800. So I think it was a good championship for, the, for, for, for Team GB. But what really strikes me is it feels like we're seeing a real sort of changing of the guard a kind of delay almost like a delayed changing of the guard now at some of these championships the indoors is always a difficult one to reach so it'll be interesting to see how we go on there when we go outdoor and one thing i want to speak about on the outdoor circuit is um which was from a scottish fan i think and a distance fan arguably more interesting was the sound running meet over the weekend um where we saw the we saw ailish mcculgan lining up in a in um in the five thousand. Unfortunately, Ailish, the race on it was an interesting one. Ailish went out with a with a what looked to be a pacer. Um, she ended up going. She was running at a time a pace that you would think she you know, would have no problem running, but in the end, it, she stepped off. She went out quite. Her and one girl were out in front. She was doing a lot of the work. The chase pack came back to her. They went a couple and blew past, and she stepped off the track. I think it was maybe just one of those nights, which was a shame because we saw Ailish run that. Superb 10,000 uh, in the States last month. And it was, yeah, we, you were hoping that she would run well over five. But I think that's just, just one of those nights. On a, on a From a more of a British perspective, though, Mad Mark Scott was at it again. <laughs> he he is, over, you know, you know uh-huh. how, big, how big a fan I've become of Mad Mark Scott. Mm-hmm. And you know how big a fan I've become of US track commentary in the last sort of year. And this was, this. I mean, it opened up with... Uh, what was it he said? He said they were talking. Mad Mark Scott was in this pack, and they've got his Berman track uh, teammates. They're all in these red, these red vests with black and yellow, black and white sort of lightning, and they call it the red lightning train. And you've got he's being paced by a guy Woody Kincaid, who ran. Some of you remember we talked about this last year. He ran twelve fifty eight at the Oregon Forest Track uh, for five thousand last year on a night when three three guys, four guys went under the. US standard of three of which went under the um, under 13 minutes. So amazing. So you've got guys like that pacing you. But interestingly, Mark's running against this guy, um, Grant Fisher, who who he beat in the 10,000 earlier in the last month, same meet that Ailish was at, when I think he ran, what did he run, 27, 15, something like that? Don't quote me on that. Anyway, so yeah, in this, in the, yeah. in the, five, in the 5,000, Mark sits right behind the pacers. And when the pacers go... He's, they were talking about why is Mark Scott even running this race? Why is Mad Mark Scott running this race? He's already got the standard. The commentator goes, he's running it because when you're hot, you're hot. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, which is exactly why he was running it. Yeah. 
So to cut the chase, oh. he got burned on the last lap by Grant Fisher at the last 600. And sure enough, but he still ran an incredible time. 13.05, which 13 is the... Which I believe is the third, second or third fastest UK time. Yeah, I should probably know that. So yeah, anyway, within it. within the Olympic standard, mm-hmm. we know that Mark will go. Uh, will go to the trials, and I'm I'm sure that he will be the. You know, he's a mad fit, mad. Uh, mad I mean, his his range is incredible now. We you know we've talked about this before. We saw him in Antrim. We've seen him at 1500 last year. Everything in between. So I am very excited to see what Mad Mark Scott does at the Olympic trial. Oh, and and he retweeted one of your our tweets as well. So he's uh, you know he's fully on the fully on the TRS uh, spectrum. That's that's for he sure. did. I have to confess. So my wife is the she's the real sort of track fan. So on like Sunday morning we get up, had it we're eating our porridge for a long run and feeling single. And she's been like excited all weekend to watch the sound running meet. But it's on in the middle of the night. But the great thing is these track meets are all streamed on YouTube, so you can watch them back. So we just watch them. We, yeah, so we just watched them, you know, eight, nine o'clock when we're having our breakfast. Now, so fans of TRS who follow the, the, the our Twitter feed will will appreciate that. I'm I'm, call, I'm doing a sort of Twitter feed on it six hours after the race has happened. <laughs> so it's not exactly current. It's not exactly live by any means. But I thought it would be interesting to share some of our reaction to what are some pretty cool races. Oh, um, well, so keep an eye for it. Oh, definitely. Well, one, one, one thing, I mean, you're obviously having a conversation with him in, in Antrim, so, you know, hopefully you can, you know, pull your strings and listeners as well, you know, keep yes. them on Twitter as well, you know, make sure that, the, you know, these guys can, can link up with TRS and we can, uh, you know, give you some exclusive content um, from, from some of these world-class athletes. Uh, let, yeah, let me do, let me do that. I'll, I'll drop them. I'll see if we can, if we can get them on. That's it. That's it. And you know, talking from one world class uh, Brit to a world class Scott, uh, we had Josh Josh Carr who was running in America it's as well. The same meet. That's right. Yeah, I should have mentioned that's that. That's right. Yeah. Was it the same meet? Was it LA? Same meet. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, so he he had another fantastic run of for the in the fifteen hundred meters three thirty five point seven eight for the victory. Closed out with a, a huge, very strong last lap, which is brilliant. So that means is you know get this Tommy, three Brits, um, you know three Scots, who have all you know in the, all in the top three, who have run under three thirty six, for the fifteen hundred meters. That's that's amazing, isn't it? It's Does amazing because that- Fiona and I were just when we we're watching um, Josh Kerr and he bossed it. I mean he doesn't hang about either. He's an aggressive runner, which is great. Really owned that race. We were speculating. I mean do. You, can you look beyond the Scots? And the question is, who's going to miss out? I really, I worry that on current form, you've got to put you've got to put Jake Whiteman in there as a as a pick. I mean, I'm not saying that that's how the trial race will go down, but you put Jake Whiteman in there, you put Josh Kerr in there, and you put Neil Gurley in there. So the, sadly, that you would say on current form because we haven't seen much from him and what he's up to. Sadly, Chris O'Hare would miss out. I don't see the likes of Charlie Grice anywhere near that team. To be quite honest, we've, it's I remember a solid team, isn't it? It's solid. A- it'd be amazing team. to see Scotch going there I mean we've got to say though Chris O'Hare is a fantastic athlete and you know he he, he has had his, a, a good run, run of form last year anyway I think um, so you know fingers crossed that he gets himself in a decent level and uh, you know pushes those Olympic standards but I, I, you know I think it's it's, it's amazing just the, the, the feel you know it's almost like you know you we just need to spread them out a wee bit so we can get them all mm-hmm. on the all on the team somehow, you know. Uh, but 
you know, it's, it's, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, Tom. You know, and these, these events, they're, they're individual and you've got to fight for your place. You've got to fight for, for your spot in the team. So fingers crossed and we see how things go from there. And, you know, talking about the, the actual trial, the, the British trials are in the end of June and I think it's in Manchester. So, I mean, that's not that long away, really, if you think about it. Things open up and restrictions are eased. So... The other, so another race over the weekend that I want to mention was a, a, a TRS interviewee who we always consider an honorary Scott because he's, despite his Swansea vest, he's a, he's a Dundee Hawk in our eyes. Chris Jones was running at the, um, the there was a meet in Wales um, at Newport. There was a 10,000 metre race on the weekend, which had a really, a really top class field, actually. Um, and Chris was there, is, I think, and apparently that was his, his track. Dave, it was track debut over 10,000 I'm not sure quite, I'm not sure if that's quite the case but um he it? yeah it was that that was the standard was uh was was 28:30 and the time was I think he went faster than that this is terrible I've got this uh missing out on this number before I report it it was like apologies Tom I haven't got up in front of me I'm afraid sorry beg your pardon here it is I had the wrong uh the wrong link open. It was a you know when you open a result sheet and it's last time. So uh, Chris was dead air. Nobody likes dead air. I think it was about twenty eight thirty something. I'm sure it was around about that time. Um, but yeah, if we find it, we'll we'll, we'll link we'll it. In the it. Show notes, yeah? yeah, exactly. I do yeah, not know yeah. why this is not in here. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, a solid a solid run nonetheless. That's for sure. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, other than that, Tommy, any other results we have? I don't think so. I don't think so. That was, uh, I think that was about it. Um, I think that was that was the only ones I saw over the weekend. That's good uh, to see some sport. It's good to see them coming back. Actually, the race results coming back more and more um, because it's yeah, it's what the fans want. It's what we want to keep us interesting. And it's an Olympic year, you know. So it's quite right that we see we see these uh, these things coming back. Ah, definitely. And I think, you know, like looking at today's announcements, um, I haven't, I haven't actually, Scotland have, have eased the rules slightly on people meeting outdoors. Um, there's, there's potential that outdoor sports gonna, gonna come, come back as well. Um, again, I, you know, I, I don't actually know. I haven't read anything, but things are starting to, 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 to come. You know, hopefully. There, there we go. Outdoor non-contact sports and organised exercise outdoors for groups of up to 15 will be allowed from the 12th of March. So that's Friday the 12th of March. So that's good news, eh? It is good news. You know, not, maybe not for you because you're in France, but for the Scots who are currently in, 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 our, in, in, in our home country, then that's, that's good news. So hopefully things will start getting a little bit brighter in terms Indeed. of... Yeah. Just, just to go back to Chris Jones, the reason I didn't want to speculate without the exact time is because so it was the time Chris Ram was 28.33, which is amazing. The, but I, what, I, what for me was really interesting was on Twitter on Sunday, Chris gave a really, uh, or Monday in fact, Chris gave a really interesting series of posts on his feeling on running a time like that in, in new shoes, being quite upfront about the fact, yes, he ran them in new shoes, but you know why? Why should that be a consideration? You know we're all the tech is here. We're all running in them. He's still training hard. He's still in great shape. Um, 
a couple of comments about the general obsession with fast times and, and not racing. So I would say have a look at Chris Jones' Twitter, at the, at the Chris Jones. Um, he's got, it's really interesting. Um, you, know, and the, you know, one of his posts is around a 32-second PB in the 10,000 meter on Saturday wearing the new spikes, going from 29.05 down to 28.33. Some of that improvement is absolutely due to the shoes. How much? I don't know. Is it all due to spikes? Maybe. I don't think so, but that might be my own bias. So really nice to see a kind of quite an open, honest uh, take on, on that. So, so have a look. Um, apologies for butchering that result, but I think it's important that you, that you see, the, that you understand the time and, and, and the context of what he's really speaking about. Because too often at the moment, we're seeing fast times just disregarded because of shoes. And that you, I'm not going to go back on the point we made last week, but that's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's a great response from Chris. Brilliant. Well, Tommy, I think that's rounded off a, a fantastic episode. Episode 138 of the TRS podcast. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening, folks. And if you do want to get in contact with us about absolutely anything, um, you know, any questions you have for Coach Kyle, or, then, you know, fire them across. If you want any advice, give me a shout. And, you know, hopefully we can ask some questions on the show that might help you running or your training. Who knows? Um, but yeah, in, in, in general, in general terms, email us tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Get us on the Instagram handle. You can get us on a Twitter handle, Tartan Shorts, and their Facebook page. And most of all, if you can leave us a review on any any of your podcast platforms, that would be much appreciated too. So, Tommy, how's your week looking for the rest of it? Busy, but much like everyone these days, work seems to be creeping more and more. I mean, it's uh, working from home means you work a lot of the time. So busy with work and curfew here. Not much, good, not much else going on, mate. It's a pretty, pretty quiet one. But I've, I'm, I'm going to hit the track on the Saturday. More, more shenanigans, which I'll report back. And yeah, much the same. How about you? Oh, uh, just the same old, same old, Tom. Just you know, busy. Just uh, you know, just juggling, juggling things about. You know, just. Hopefully preparing for the the first Murray Way Ultra Series and um, the Murray Coastal Trail 50 Miler on the 12th of June and uh, you know and I've got a few a few athletes new athletes on the block now so you know just working up a plan for them which is really exciting and yeah just a, a good range of of folk that I'm I'm helping out with the training and yeah and just um, yeah just just playing with the wee man you know making sure he's he's fed and watered and and, and played with and and looking after. Debbie, as she goes through the the, the pregnancy of, of the, the second wee man, a wee girl, who, who knows? And uh, yeah, that's about it for me, Tommy. Very good. Very good. I, I, I don't know why this has come to mind. Remind me next week. I need to talk about, just because we talked about shoes. I, uh, I've, been, I've, I've been switching up my shoes a bit this week, so I'm going to talk next week about my... Uh, I've been going back to... I'm going back to the Bostons, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, going back to some flat, so... I've, uh, Oh, I I like chat on that I next like week. Now we do encourage some of you to tell us your shoe rotations, get your Instagram uh, pictures over, and we'll share them in our platform. I've got mine ready to go for for Tommy to to post or for me to post. And, I can't uh, wait to see yours posted. That glorious <laughs> one shoe. I'll show you. That'll be comedy. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got two different ones uh, that I'll that I'll share. That so yeah. Anyway, we're ram- we've rambled enough. This is a bumper show for you folks. This it is, is a- yeah. 40 bad boys. It's, so it's time to hand over to Ali McIver, I think. <laughs>
Brilliant. Thanks very much, folks. Catch you later. Bye. And that's a wrap.